Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's the lyrics? Lonely is a man without love. Oh, I've got a lyrics here. Every day I start out, then I cry my heart out. Lonely, a man without love. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's how we start our podcast, all right? Baritone on you, my friend. <laughs> Um, fantastic yeah moon moon night and um i mean part two part the the second the 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 yeah the second episode okay go on (laughs) i lost it yeah the (laughs) second episode so the first episode it kind of dawned on me matt the last week we we you know in no uncertain terms basically trashed Moon Knight in 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 quite I know it was ninety nine percent me trashed quite trashed it quite hard. Um, I but I would say Forest we are mm. I'll be honest if you're dear listener and you're probably known by this we we are quite critical. Yes, I'll be quite honest. We are nitpicking here, and I think the things that we are nitpicking mm. are tiny things and quite unusually unpopular opinions as well. Hence why you have to listen to us, right? Because this is we're saying the things that nobody thinks that they should say but we're actually saying it we're yeah. edge <laughs> no, we're oh, not really. oh look at our podcast <laughs> uh, you can't get this on any of the you YouTube videos <laughs> there you go we're saying fucking barely nonsensical stuff that we're watching going I think I think I think it was good if if my internet actually decided to work I'll be able to say my set opinion uh, so you can wait 20 minutes before I express it um but yes I yeah last week um and I think they were they were comments that were rooted from a a, a reality right they weren't just invent yeah. we didn't just come out with them um, no they were fair yeah and and I have to say for the final three episodes. Yes, clap. Won it. Wasn't it, mate? Uh, it redeemed itself. It redeems mm. itself. It is It is on another level of what the... Not the first three, but the second and third episode can basically get in the bin compared to all of the other episodes. This, I think I'm, I'm really glad you say that because I, when I watched the rest of these episodes, I went... Oh, now I remember why I loved it so much. 
like that because I was genuinely worried. And when I rewatched it, I was like, oh yeah, this is absolutely one of my favorite superheroes currently in the MCU, hands down, hands down, absolutely amazing. I mean, um, yeah, just overall is like there's so much to take in. Uh, It's ridiculously rich, Um, lots of layers to it. Um, Yeah, just yeah, it's it's a clusterfuck. But it, it is so many, so many things happen and get revealed with you know with not only Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, but also with with Layla. Um, even Harrow's character gets fleshed out a little bit more. We, I, I mean, I, this is the one thing that I was it's in my notes, but I'll say it now. Like, I kind of wish he went evil immediately. It was really mm. difficult to tell where he was going to go as an antagonist in this. And he goes a little bit power hungry and it backfires and there was more emotional depth with his character. Yeah, like, mate, even even like bringing out the Egyptian gods, man, like, actually mm. really liked it. Mm. it was, yeah. 100%. I, th- I think my, the only thing I will I will still say from last week is that just the, the kind of Egyptian gods and all of that, I, don't, I wouldn't find interesting no matter what I watched it on. Do you know what I mean? I, what, you know, mm. the, the Mummy series didn't really appeal to me. None of that type of thing really appeals to me anyway. So I think it, I was lucky with with this this series that actually a large portion of it isn't to do with that, um, and it's to deal to, it deals with the the human psyche in many ways. Oh, big big time, big time. Shall we yeah. go to episode four? I think we should. I think we should start there. So episode four, uh, we get... And I've got to remind myself of the characters at this point. I need to, this is where I do need do need notes. Cause, so episode four, we go... Uh, we travel back to kind of Layla as Tomb Raider. Layla's yeah, Tomb do. Raider episode. Um, they're kind of... It's a lot of running around tombs, trying to beat um, Harrow. Yep. Trying to yeah, trying to beat Harrow to finding the um, uh, the stone of which has the life so- life source, let's say, mm. of uh, Am- Amit 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 yep. Amit, um, which is which is yeah, it's it's a rat race, isn't it? That's literally what it is. Mm. That first that, you know first part of that episode, or like actually to the to the end of that episode. Um, I think there's there's lovely bits of cin- cinematography in there. I think the yeah, the Tomb Raider-esque, even the Mummy-esque um, mm. sort of uh, attack to it all. It really works. It's, it's adventurous. Um, I sort of really like the in-depth bits of um, Mark thinking that Conchu wants um, Layla to, for his avatar, you know. And I was actually wondering, I put myself in the question there. It's like, I know we see later on Layla becoming an avatar of somebody else, but mm. she did say she wanted that to be temporary in the later episodes. So I wonder whether we will get to see Layla as a Conchu avatar eventually. Mm. Uh, so we get we get a female Moon Knight, um, which might be pretty cool actually. Um, and actually, there's loads of cosplays out there of female Moon Knight as an avatar and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we're kind of 
fan, the fan bases are bringing that into manifestation in a way. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many different types of cosplays out there with, with Moon Knight, which is great. So you get all these variations. Um, but like a female Moon Knight, I'd be all there for it. But yeah, there's lots of de- development with the characters and obviously big reveals at the end, which is, the, I mean, the huge twists at the end as well. Um, mm. But do we, do we, you know, we've, we also see Stephen falling in love, having a kiss with Layla as well. And Mark not really digging that. Um, how did you feel about those moments? Those, the, the romantic times. The, rom- the romance. Uh, mm. all, do we all need right. it? I, I don't mind it, actually, because I don't think it ever dwelled on a specific moment. Any of the romantic moments, I don't think it dwells on. I think, you know, we get from other characters. So at one point, I think even Konshu might say to Mark at one point, like, you're being distracted by by your love for, for Layla. Um, but, but I, I, yeah, none of the actual bits have got too... I, I, I didn't mind it because it didn't, yeah, didn't dwell on it. We didn't have, like, a random night with Layla. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah. oh, all this shit's going on. But hang on a minute, I've I've still got time for seven hours of passionate lovemaking in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah, it um, wasn't like Bond. It wasn't like... Nah. You know, you're there. <laughs> they're outside the tomb and they have a romantic kiss and then you have... They're like falling down on the on the Egyptian um, oh. lovely uh, satin silk. <laughs> na, 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 na. And she's like, oh, Stephen. And it's like, it's me, Mark. Mm. She's like, oh, shit. You know, you know maybe you could have done yeah. that, I don't know. But I'm glad they didn't. I, I, what I actually quite enjoyed about that moment um, is Layla's clearly attracted to mm. Stephen because it's Mark. She sees Mark. Yeah. She only hears Stephen, right? Yeah. And I, but also I think there was a, there was a very specific moment. It was kind of Stephen's in, uh, intelligence, wasn't it? So although, although yeah. she is like side, falling, yeah. you know, new, yeah, exactly. New side, less, less of a more vulnerable, um, but, but kind of pointing out what the IQ behind this person as to why Layla loves that kind of thought processes that he has and those mm. ideas and and th- and and realizes have got such a shared pool of interests. I think. I think episode four, in terms of being a good episode, it was a really good episode for Layla. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of character development in here. We learned a little bit more about Father as well, um, and, and in terms of her. Her motives as well. She is an explorer as much as Mark Spector is is a mercenary. Do you know what I mean? She is mm. an intelligent woman. She is very much inspired by the fa- her father's work um, and wants to continue that and wants to support Mark as well. The fact that Mark during that episode was like, no, I want to go and do this. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm assuming you want me out of it. You don't want me part mm. of it. She's like, no, screw you. I'm gonna, I'm here, I'm here for you, and we're gonna do this together. You know, I, lo- I, re- I, you know, again, it's that strong, strong-headed uh, character development for a female character, which is great, and as well, is exciting because you know that it's building to something of what we got as a payoff in the final episode. Mm. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, in terms of, I think we should just go straight to the end because obviously this is we've got to watch two other episodes. So much, yeah. All all of the all of the the major content is it, it was very much in the same vein uh, as episode three. I think really most of this episode you're kind of just like this is an extension. This is just a you know you say a rat race, uh, and then boom to about 25 30 minutes into the episode uh harrow shoots mark mm-hmm. um and then mark falls back in dramatic fashion uh into a, a little bit of water which now shallow I, pond now i think of this shallow pond in a mm. tomb would there yeah. be water in a tomb in the driest part of the world it's Egyptian and it's magical. It's mythical. Mythical. It's true. true, true that. Um, and wouldn't look so cool on camera, maybe if he fell that's, into that's sand. <laughs> just rock. Just goosh in his head, just hitting doosh. the back of the rock. Loads like, of blood everywhere. That. Yeah, yeah, good luck to you. Uh, <laughs> so he gets shot several times, uh, goes down, and then we get an almighty what the fuck um where mark <laughs> what is, were your reactions man i'm desperate oh, to hear i was I, I was i was so excited because i was like oh, this is kind of this feels more like episode one this kind of feels more like i thought this program was gonna get to like um yeah i i, I but also what i annoyingly did but then again i didn't know what it meant by it was I looked up because I think I was kind of I was watching it and I was thinking right I just need a little summary I need to find a review that kind of just reminds me of what we've kind of learned so far in the last couple of episodes and then I saw a review where someone went uh, it talks about the end of the the episode four and it said turns into one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And then literally we go to the, and I was like, ah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And and I I think we get this, the actual content we get in episode four specifically, I think. So we have a pan of the room of this kind of asylum um, and a ward. I don't know what, you know, the terminology around that. What and what this place is, but this ward area, yeah. Um, um, like all the Egyptian artifacts, there, they're like visual cues and everything about everything that we've seen in the previous, all the way down to the fish, all the way down mm. to a figure of Moon Knight, and even better. And this is something to really highlight on this podcast because this is all about not the non heroes, this podcast, right? It's what we talk about. The supporting artists came back. In terms of the henchmen and henchwomen of the Harrow in that first episode where Stephen Grant was um, uh, chased down, uh, or even the Golden Man was calling out mm. numbers for Bingo, um, and obviously Layla then turns up. So there's all of these supporting cast come back, and you're like, mm. oh, okay. So when that happened, mate, what world did you believe was real? So at that point, I. I was fully convinced that world was real, and and the uh, one, yeah, and yeah. I and I didn't think we were ever returning to Egypt. I thought that that was going to be it then, and then the next episode or couple of episodes were going to explore kind of the state, which it did turn out to be, but in a slightly different way, explore why it's Stephen and Mark. 
yeah. I thought that was going to be the focus, uh, and then um, and and was going to then connect to him being tied to his bed. You know, like that he was already aware of the issues that he was he was he was having, but he wasn't quite sure how to navigate them. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So that I definitely believe we were in the metal, metal world. What about you? First time you saw it. First time I saw it, exactly the same. But then the second time round, I quickly saw the clues of not and knowing exactly what they're on at the time. So it's the um, it's the moment when they're down the corridor and he's looking through all the different doors and stuff. And obviously, it kind of slightly the light slightly hilts to the mm. right, and then it quite clearly shows that ah, they're on a ship. They're they're on something else. And then obviously we get the ending of the reveal of um, Tarway. Um, yeah, yeah. At the, with with uh, the Egyptian god Hippo. What a character, by the way. What an I, amazing... Are you a fan of that? I love that. Mate, Hippo. I thought you were going to rip into it. I was watching no. it, I was like, Forrest is going to hate that. No, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed And the actual CGI of it was quality. I really? believed that yeah, Hippo... That was, yeah. I thought the Hippo was there. But that's, yeah. episode, that's episode five, Matt, mate. We didn't get that far in episode four. Episode four, we just finish. Uh, he's talking to Harrow. I think he goes into the room and he gets dragged away um, by the guards. Oh, and then that's it. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Sorry. Yeah, episode we did episode five is all about the memories and the doors and Thank all that you. stuff. Thank you very much. You are that's, correct. That's all right, man. Um, but yeah, um, I think yeah. With, with that, let's move on to episode five. Because that's Why not? Clearly, clearly what's all I want to talk about is episode Ex- five. Um, and I've got to say, episode five is the episode that has everything. Oh, I th- I think episode five... And, you know, don't say this lightly, might be the strongest episode of any Marvel TV series to date. Oh, really? It is. It is. Yes, uh, I think it's amazing. I think it it has so many, so many levels to it. So revelations in a cool way. It kind of um, reminds me of Wanda doing the same thing when Wanda and Agar... Agatha, mate. Yeah, it's very it's similar, like, isn't it's it? Because character development and also there's a lot of callbacks to the world that we live in. So the mm. fact that, you know, yes, yeah, so we meet Tarway and, and Tari talks about you're, in, you're on, a, on, a, on a consciousness plane, um, mm. much like, and she says it out loud, the ancestral plane. So, you know, and she says there is a vast, uh, you know, wealth of all these different kind of purgatories in a way, let's call them. Um, mm. And also, not to say that there isn't any more, because there is now, because obviously we're going to get to review this later on, actually fairly soon, Thor and Love and Thunder, we know for a fact that Valhalla mm. is a thing, you know? So these characters can come back. We know that, you know, we've got all these different levels of consciousness and stuff. Um, it's exciting. And I and I, I immediately bought it. I wasn't like, ah, oh, sceptical or anything like that. I believed it, you know, the field of reads... And I think the reason why I particularly enjoy this, other than not just the ancestral plane and that kind of stuff, but with this mm. consciousness, it comes from myth. It comes from history. It comes from stuff like same thing with Valhalla. It's all coming from something that we as human beings have been taught, learnt, told, you know, about it, you know, and mm. they and, and they're using a lot of the Egyptian heritage and history to tell these superheroes because that's what they are. When we talk about these gods, Tarway, we talk about Amit, like they're all, they are gods. Hermes, Hercules is about to turn up in thought, right? You know, these are genuine, like 
Mm-hmm. You know, superheroes that we as we as you know ancestors are old. You know, Greeks and all that. They Roman times they created these people, right? If not, they may have existed. Who knows, right? So these are like superheroes that are being used in a supernatural form, um, which is exactly what you want to see. So yeah, I think you know the the the, the development with that in the, on a historical Egyptian sense made was a good call. Um, what if what did you think about in terms of the splitting and the doubling of Mark and Stephen together? I to be quite honest, I think if anything, this this episode in particular showed what an amazing actor Oscar is. Mm-hmm. Um, Completely, he's at, you know what what a what a skill he has to be able to um, yeah flip from, from one, one to the, to the other, other. Um, and also um, yeah. Yeah, all I want to say now, because there is, once we get right to the end of uh, the final episode, there is something I want to add back to this episode, which it even shows you even more how brilliant Oscar is. Um, but I thought, yeah, I thought it was great, and I, I thought they really they did such a good job of like Stephen coming, kind of being made aware about the mother, um, and and then it may, and then before it's really like re- like told to you because you watch a scene with it happen it kind of already when you find out about the mum it takes you back to episode one when Stephen's on the phone to yeah. to his mum and you're like oh, oh shit yeah and I nearly it, flipping amazing. ruined that last week in the podcast I really because, because when I was I used him talking to his mother and I was about to say but he's not really talking to his mum and I, I, I filtered myself out because I knew that that was a reveal, and I was like, I can't say that. But yeah, um, no. isn't but that yeah. a great reveal? It's a, it's a, it's amazing, <laughs> and and like you know, and and it is, they did such a good, good, good work around trauma. Um, was that your throat that just made that noise? Then I've, I've got a. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was what hell of a noise that was, mate. Yeah, uh, a little bit ropey, but I'll be honest, yeah. we're just cracking on. Let's go. <laughs> Fine, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Don't mention the fact he nearly threw up. Uh, so yeah, uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was great, and the, the trauma that he dealt with, um, it all just feels like it feels like the writers and the crew have done their research into mental health and person having multiple personalities, or you know. Yeah. Absolutely. They I, I think what they've done is that they've completely looked into the um the condition disassociative identity disorder, which mm. is did and um a lot of people um obviously uh, have that condition and it's been um it's something that's being currently now still explored in terms of exactly what it's based around, but the main conditions around it and this is, I am reading from the internet here. Google is telling me this, um, is that it's based around trauma. Mm. Now, and obviously with uh, with the story and in terms of the creation of Stephen Grant as a as a uh, coping mechanism uh, on trauma of the loss of his own brother, it it on and I'll be honest, it breaks my heart. It, it literally mm. when I watched it and that reveal, it I, I'm thinking I mean, honestly. I don't know what I got really emotional about it. I got emotional about it the first time because it just you just gotta go, God. Yeah. 
Like, obviously I don't have it and you don't have it. So we don't know how it feels. But mm. like, for those people that do have that in real life, must be incredibly alienating and incredibly difficult to manage and cope and also um, isolating to tell people about it as well. You know, mm. to go from one day to another, oh no, I'm not that person, I'm this person right now. Mm. And them noticing that and working through that. I've seen YouTube videos of people with, with dids and, 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 you know, and the exp- explanation around it and stuff. And it's just, it must be really, really difficult. And honestly, I got a bit emotional about it, but also I got... I got really excited about the idea of the fact that the MCU have taken this as a risk and have yes. taken this as a bolt to go, this is, but this is a superpower. Yeah. This is, isn't this an incredible thing? And that positive affirmation, that positive reinforcement, mm. what is, what is a, 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 you know, a genuine health, mental health condition being used for a superhero. That must, for those people that have that, that must be yeah, incredibly yeah. reassuring and wonderful to see. So, Big props to the writers, big props to MCU for actually doing this story. And as well, the, the, the comic book writers, the people that created this character as well in the first place. Um, yeah, like 100%. Agree with everything you've said, yeah. Absolutely. And what I also appreciate is that they haven't stuck this behind a, uh, an R-rated or an 18-plus TV series. Like this is, you know... Uh, I don't know quite what the specific age rating, but it's certainly it was. Sh- it, I don't think it would be high twelve hour, hour push. Um, so you know, this is I would deem a family appropriate thing to watch to a certain yeah. degree, um, and you know that's perfect to t- to highlight and address um, something like that. Um, in a in an accessible show for everyone to watch it mm. is is brilliant and it really tackles themes in an honest fashion like that that particular scene where we see uh mark come out of um i think it is his mum's shiver right because they kind of i'm sure they use shiver and funeral which shiver so, is yeah. like the jewish yeah the jewish um, but, yeah. yeah jewish yeah. Um, funeral or after death um it happens in episode yeah. six, but Mark mm. says to Stephen while he's in stone, he says, I, I realised that you were my superpower. So he literally says it. Like mm. the literal, the, the, the fact that they're literally going, the, the fact that he has, you know, multiple personalities, that is his strength. That is his coping mechanism. And he's owning that and he's celebrating that. Um, I love that message and and I think in terms of you know you and I are big advocates and supporters and champions over like neurodiversity mm. and all that kind of stuff and it's and it's that's what we want to see more of I can't, I'm getting emotional about it but like that's that's what we that is genuinely what we want to see more of on on screen doing mm. it through human stories doing it truthfully and obviously using these wonderful characters that are being created from source material to to strengthen real people and you know this is these young kids are watching this teenagers are watching this mm. you know and i think i think they did that really well and i think there are other shows out there in mcu that maybe not have done it as strong as strongly but yeah i think and we it, need more of that we need more of and, that. I, and i think you know to a certain degree if they hadn't have done episode five 
then we might not be saying the things that we're saying. Because actually, mm. although, although there are remarks and it's still dealt with well, it, I would say episode five grounds it in a in a, in a, in the honesty and transparency of why he you know Mark is the way Mark is. Um, and I think you need to know that because you need to go, right, this has come from a place of trauma. It's come from something negative. But actually, what are what positives and what, what benefits and what mm. things can you do in order for, for you know, that negative did, to become a positive? And it didn't, especially in episode five, it didn't linger into the drama too much. It didn't mm. go too deep. It didn't become harrowing, pun intended, um, for our mr harrow there so i had to explain it there you all knew exactly yeah, what i meant yeah, there, guys yeah. um but it, they didn't yeah they didn't go full 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 pelt with that and they and they dealt with it really really well i think i think in terms of the, that part of the story it developed mm-hmm. it 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 rounded his character off in a bow yeah Abs- and then the absolutely. moment the moment he you know and we know we're jumping ahead here to plus episode six but like in the moment he came back into moon knight and seeing, seeing Stephen and Mark just switch and switch and switch, mm. when, especially in those fight scenes at the end, it's just so good. It's so good because that's a payoff there. You're like, oh, they're connected. They're with each other. They're on the same page. It works. You know, it's so yeah. good. And, and it, you know, and it's so episode five was about uh, kind of they needed to balance the scales uh, in order to not be sent to the, uh, these, this is where I lose it with words, Matt. But they're going off to these seeded area or the weeded area, the field the f- of reeds. Field of reeds, not weeds or seeds. It's reeds. Uh, <laughs> That's their heaven. If we went to a field of weeds, I don't know if it is for heaven, mate. Just come, just go. Of off you go. You go into the field of weeds. Oh, thank you. Oh, funny hell. Oh, no, no, no. You, you mean the field of weed. weed. Oh, lovely. Oh, what a great that's... time. <laughs> oh, proper chill out. What an environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, field of that one. Uh, reeds. No. Yes, reeds. That's it. Um, and the balance in the scales. And I thought that was, that was the very end of episode five. They balanced the scales. The two, you know, not in the words of Spice Girls, two become one. Um, and it, but, but genuinely, it was a lovely moment because it was about embracing, embracing the. the t- I never thought t- in my t- life t- in this podcast we would reference an MCU moment to the Spice Girls. <laughs> But hey, it happens. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> oh, you don't know me well enough, Matt, mate. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know. Uh, <laughs> you lost yourself now. <laughs> uh, I've lost, lost myself. Great moment. End of episode five. Uh, it's fantastic. He cut, uh, you know, Mark uh, rises from being shot. Uh, and then we see, see him in the Moon Knight uh, suit, I think, as the last shot. Or is that left to the last episode? I can't remember. We definitely see him come back. uh, And I can't remember if we do get an initial shot of him in suit. I think we do because didn't Konshu... Konshu's in the middle of like... He's talking to Harrow, isn't he? And then he becomes uh, psychically aware that Mark is alive again. 
and he and Conchu disappears. And I think that's why he's he oh we do it, that, summons that's, the that's suit. What brings him back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's that exactly it. That is it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Episode six, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because honestly, and again, it just rided off the coattails of episode five. Episode five was super strong. Episode six was just as strong for me. I, I remember watching it the first time and being like, oh, yeah, that was that was good. I you know, really enjoyed it. And there were some really good moments, I thought. But even more so this time around for me now. I think it just had action packedness all over the shop. Now, fight scenes everywhere. From Egyptian gods to fighting each other at mega form. It was like watching a flipping Power Rangers episode. And then it was like... Moving into like Moonlight having a fight and the Layla's getting in there, the Scarlet Scarab. It was just brilliant. Tops, honestly. I think in terms of a finale episode, it's up there with division for me. Ooh. I think it's great. First five minutes for me were a little bit, I found a little bit ropey. But I think for me, the first five minutes were like, oh, okay, we're kind of, we're back to... You know, we're back to Egypt. We're back to the rat race. That, uh, episode four finish or f- three finish with, and I think for me that kind of went. Ah, oh, we've had such a nice time away from this, and now we've got. F-. But that was only the first five minutes because then we get into like you say some incredible action scenes, a lot going on. But I think yeah, first five minutes for me were a bit like, oh, okay, we've just had a, we've had a really hyped up episode five, which has ended with yeah, he's got you know he's back yeah. to Moon Knight, and then the first five minutes is Kayla, you know, or Layla, sorry, not Kayla, Layla are finding Mark, or they're kind of on a journey, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, just get straight into it. Why are we pissing around? Like. Make make it a half an hour episode if you need to. I don't need this whole like, oh, when's Harrow gonna find out Mark's back and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know he's back, so let's just bring him in straight away. No pissing 100%. around. Um, but it was it was brilliant. Um, it was it was amazing, and it was um, great. The I think the bit where we see do we, who is the which uh, god is the one that uh, Layla. Is temporarily an avatar for? Tawe. 
Tarway. Um, and yeah, and that, I love that bit. It gets her out of a sticky situation, but then we see her in a kick-ass suit. Oh uh, my God, that own. reveal of Layla. It was so good. It was just the wings and the, and the daggers coming out from the back. It was like something like Deadpool. It was so cool. And mm. and I, I got to say it now, the entrance for Layla as the Scarlet Scarab was top tier great. And I want to see Scarlet Scarab appear more. If we're going to get like Young Avengers or like even like a full female team up movie, I know we're getting it with the Marvels, but I think we should think about, you know, having all these different, you know, godlike characters meeting each other. It wouldn't it be great if we had like Jane Foster mm. and Layla. Oh, mate. Like, just like teaming up, and also that you can get Florence Pugh. I would have been great. It would have been great if she got into the Thunderbolts in some way. Like it Pe- just Pepper so Potts. Right. Yeah, Pep coming in. Do you know what Pep. movie you're in? <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Where am I? Um, yeah, I thought it was all, and and also like puts the likes of Wonder Woman to shame as well, right? Because yeah. it's like that's how you do a costume. That's how mm. you like just or just awesome scene. You had that glorious moment towards the end of the episode where there was that kid that saw uh, the Scarlet Scarab holding that car and she went, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she yes. went, Egyptian, I am. And I was like, yes. Yes, that was that's awesome. That's, that's so good. That's representation done right, right? Yeah. Like, that is it. That is what we, that's what we want to see more of. And I think in terms of that character, flipping brilliant. Yeah, I'm mm. all for it. Absolutely all for that because I think in terms of, again, her character is layered, her narrative is justified, she's got the loss of her father, she's got that superhero origin in her. It's it's a story that's in-depth enough for us to play and to resonate with as an audience. That is across demographics, right? Yeah. Let's see more MCU. I'm saying it now. Disney, give us more Scarlet Scarab. Let's see some more Layla, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, Matt, I think, you know, I reckon 10 years, Tomb Raider, Layla will have it, mate. Layla will be Tomb I mean, actress, it, not yeah. Layla. <laughs> Character of Layla being Tomb Raider would be a bit of a fetch. But uh, yeah, May, uh, who plays Layla, 100% well, Tomb Raider be What if be we her. got a standalone Scarlet Scarab TV show that was in the style of Tomb Raider? I mean, that would be incredible. I'm for um, that. That would be actually. I forgot to say. So, I it was um, a pro. It was a film called I think Pitch Black, Pitch Black, which is set in caves. Um, it's a horror film. Have you ever seen it? Rings uh, a bell. Pitch Black, and you, you know when we're talking about um, episode four all these episodes confuse me now uh episode four and we were saying that they were in the caves and that we had like some really scary creatures come up to them and stuff it mm. really reminded me there's i don't think it is pitch black i don't think it is there's this horror film um which no it's definitely not a horror film that's set in scotland and they go down a cave and it's all these kind of monsters that are like tracking these um these kind of explorers and it really reminded me of that um but i think in in you know i think with with her character and seeing her team up with moon knight as well was really great at the end i think the fight sequences were absolutely brilliant and as well like the moment when mark blacked out and the next thing you know, he wakes up and he sees himself covered with blood, dead bodies everywhere. 
his uh, uh, the um, Harrow's thing, walking stick, but now has become some sort of axe, um, is now, you know, literally directly to his head. You know, he he's became somebody else. And then that hint, it's like you go... I, what I loved about that is that at that point, I thought everybody's character development was wrapped up, right? And then I heard through when I was watching it the first time, I do you remember the uh, speculation that there is a third character for Moon Knight? And I looked it up. I saw that there was this Jake Lockley. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Okay, we haven't seen that yet. And then when even when they got to the fly in the, cuckoo, the cuckoo's nest bit, even when he sat down at the chair being interrogated as Mark, you notice his accent is even more heavy Brooklyn than it is naturally with Mark. So there's there's rumours that that is Jake we're seeing. Well, if you hold on a second, Matt, I have something more that will spell that out for you. There is Go a way. There is a way of knowing exactly which moment. The, uh, he plays Jake. So, just to elaborate, end of uh, end of the final episode of episode six, um, we we get a mid we get a mid credit scene. Uh, so it's a it's the it's the only kind of end credit mid credit scene throughout the whole series uh, of which um, Harrow gets picked up um, from the same ward uh, that we've seen Spectre in multiple times. Um, Gets picked up by an anonymous uh, character. Uh, Harrow gets wheeled outside of this award and put into a car. Uh, and then in the car, we have Konshu uh, looking at Harrow. Um, he looks really smart as well. Like, how did he... Like, he's changed his outfit. Yes. He's changed... I'm interested by that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he has. And he... A um, little bit of dialogue there. Um, and... I can't remember what is said, what they speak about before the reveal of Jay. I think is it Harrow is something like, oh well, you've lost your avatar now, something yeah, like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like you it's know like what you want. You know, uh, you because oh, that's the thing. So, as far as we're led to believe at the end of the episode, is that Conshu's freed um, Mark of 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 the avatar status. So Mark and. Um, Oh my god, a free not Spencer. Is it Spencer? Mark and the other version Steven. of Mark. Stephen. Stephen. Mark and Stephen are free. There's too many names Steven. in this scene. Mark and Stephen are free. That's what we're led to believe. So then Harrow's inquiring to Konshu about his avatar, and Konshu says, Well, don't worry about that. Um, because uh Minugai is Jake Lockley. Of which we get the person driving the car turns around, and who is it? It's our good old friend Mark and Stephen. But as Jake Lockley, <laughs> I was just about to say, wait, what? Did you see my face? I was like, no. <laughs> Jake Lockley with the body of the guy. So Oscar, Oscar is playing Jake Lockley. Is probably the easiest way to say this. Um, well, and and the yeah. confirmation as well that they're in England, as well. Because yeah. I was when we were watching it, I was like, oh, it's like, where are we? Like, you know, is he? But like, yeah, no. So there is, there is absolutely a third person of which neither of them, you know, are, are aware of. And 
so god so it's left on a cliffhanger and this is what i'm going to say now we we need to see more there's more now to develop and flesh out with these characters with oscar Isaac playing all these three roles there's more to see for moon knight and do you know what not 24 hours ago, there has been an article from Fansided saying Moon Knight is ex making a comeback in an unexpected move for Marvel. And this is what it says. I'll pause for a second. Wow. You it are... says this. <laughs> Marvel Comics will kill Moon Knight in December, but he will return in January as something more. What? According to Jed McKay, Jed McKay's Moon Knight has been a perfect, has been perfect since it started. He become a different hero, blah, 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 blah. and then it talks about yeah how they're planning to kill off Moon Knight mm. in December. But I'm saying when I'm saying December, I don't know what's coming out in December. The, <laughs> like, uh, well, we've got the Marvels. Oh, uh, October we've got Loki, and then we've got the Marvels, haven't we? We're like, why are they killing him off in December? Is this, is it, is it a load of bullshit? <laughs> is it a load of bullshit? But is it the comics? Oh, you might be reading the comics, mate. It's the comics. You're on about the. Oh, I was going to say that would have been panicking. A, then that would have been a very strange move for them to randomly kill off someone. Start with me. panicking. Honestly, um, I because you know, basically, dear listener, what I basically did is I asked the question, "What is next for Moon Knight?" and, and uh, it literally came up. That was the first thing I saw. Uh, but it's apparently it's coming. The comic book series is the Vengeance of the Moon Knight comic book series, um, and they're yeah they're going to be putting in a different iteration of Moon Knight, which I think maybe talking of which maybe they'll introduce the female one, a new avatar. Mm, True dare. Um, but so to confirm, sorry, just to confirm, MCU Moon Knight, there is nothing currently planned officially. I I feel that we are going to get um, hit, uh, Moon Knight appear in another film before we get a second series i don't think they're going to do a second series before he cut he arrives in someone else's film where where does he turn up it'll be as a cameo it won't be like he won't show it'll be as a oh, it, like they're going to keep it quiet he'll reveal as a cameo uh, and everybody will be like oh shit that means we're going to get a second series then they'll announce the second series Honestly, I genuinely can't think of mm. where Moon Knight will turn up. I cannot, in my head, think about where he might turn up. Could be Loki. They could How? have got. They could have got a cameo in Loki anyway. Well, they look, it's at, they time look at the history, travel, they, history, yeah, time travel, yeah, history. He could end up in Egypt like that. Well, easy, well, easy to for him to end up. You know. So I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked, Matt, if they've already filmed it, already done it. It's just low. It's low key. It's in low, low key. key, which is coming very very soon, dear listener. Fifth of October. It's been moved. It's coming sooner. But yeah. can I go back? So Jake Lockley. So this is uh, so Jake Lockley um, in the comics is a cab driver uh, who Mark meets later on in his life. Um, so a lot of people were kind of like, well, how are we going to meet Jake in this series? So although he's not a cab driver, uh, he is obviously driving the car. So it's a little nod to that. Um, but when we first uh, see um, uh, Mark sat chatting to Harrow uh, in the kind of meta world, um, when we see that happen, 
apparently the scene the the first scene in which uh he appears with a bandage on his nose so he's got at one point he's got a bandage on his nose right well that is neither mark or the other one who I keep fucking Stephen. Stephen, Mark, or Steve. That that is the uh, that is Jake, because Jake has started has had the fight with the guards uh, in order for that to happen. Because when he stands up, his accent is completely different to any of the other two characters. That's oh the only God. that's the only time. And if you listen back, you'll you'll see the footage. His accent is completely different just on one line. Listen, uh, that is that is that is great. That is to amazing. Go, to go in even deeper, so you know when they're going down the memory, the memory rooms, and please mm. ignore Peggy who's banging at the door again. Um, but the they're going down the memory lane doors. So you know when uh, so Marks meets Stephen. So he Mark opens the tomb and Stephen's in there, isn't he? He's saying like, "Help me, help me get out." And then then you remember there's another room with someone in a in a tomb but they're not shouting to get out. Yeah, yes. So they walk past a the tomb that's tomb. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So apparently that is uh Jacob. Yeah, that makes that's that makes Jake. perfect sense. So Jake's there uh and then yeah. So he's Mate. a couple of times but also early in the early what? episodes in the mirror when he's looking at himself in the mirror and stuff and when you think he's just looking at Mark there's two um, there's two uh, mirror images of uh, 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 so Jake is always there so you've got to go back and watch episode one and two because Jake they show him in certain scenes it's amazing he's always there They're always watching that's why this show was so good Forrest come on I want to know your final rating mate what are you giving oh, this this is oh what is this I think this has got to be Ooh, this is a difficult on this. Mm, well, we know I, well, you, you you gave them McCoys. We're talking about the analogy of McCoys. Oh, are you going to? Are you going to? Yeah, you grow on that. Yeah, I, is it more cheese and onion, or is it actually the flame grilled steak? I think it's the it is the flame grilled steak that's in a cheese and onion bag, and I say that because <laughs> because the actual. The Egyptian mythology, I've not yeah. got any time for. But actually, you open the bag, you watch the program, and you realise there's so many other levels to it. Oh, very Which good. intrigue me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, mate, boy? What about you? <laughs> Sounds like you're in a fucking McDonald's restaurant, man. I don't know what is going on behind you tonight, mate. Oh, but... something, something's definitely cooking in the, in the kitchen, that's for sure. So something's I've gone to Costa Coffee. Something's just, just give me a look. She's just giving me a look. Uh, yeah, we're just saying this. Forrest was using the analogy. It sounds like McDonald's is being cooked up in the kitchen. I'm sure it's not McDonald's. Actually, completely off topic, I watched a gourmet TikTok uh, of Ooh. a guy who bought a yeah a Mac- McDonald's stuff and turned it into a gourmet meal. So what? Like one Michelin star. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway. You just chucked in the whole spices. We just put pressure on Rachel in the kitchen and that's what's happened. Oh, Jesus the Christ. The spices have been emptied into a pan. 
Oh, too much. mate. This is, that's, that's what Soph does. I love Soph's food, but she, she, honestly, if there's seasoning on the side, she'll put it in. It's like, fuck, how, many, how much flavour can I have in this, this pasta and tomato dish? <laughs> Perry Perry sauce. Oh, she's arrived as if by so magic. Like... <laughs> oh, they're both in it. This one. I won't be featuring in the next do you know podcast. What we should, do you know what we should do? Should we ask both of them to host a podcast one week? Oh, that'd be amazing. You and They'd love that. You and you and Rach hosting a podcast one day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah. So, so, so up for it. Oh, good. Yeah, I think. Do you want to? Do you want to get... Yeah, yeah. to be fair, that's, Rachel just made a very good point this there. It's true. Rachel said... That, Corpse that Bride get, episode is doing very well. get the ratings. <laughs> oh, there you go. They don't want to listen to us anymore. So long as it's about The Little Mermaid, then that's fine. Little Mermaid. There you go. Do you want to talk about The Little Mermaid, Rach? What about it? Do you want to talk about The Little Mermaid? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, right. That's <laughs> perfect. What? what? <laughs> What's my rating, rating Matt? yeah yeah <laughs> I, last week i said i wanted it to be a sharing bag of mccoy's flame grilled steak and it is that in more it brimmed to the top it was beautiful it was satisfying i shared it with friends they're all satisfied as well everybody's a big moon knight fan and if you're not you're wrong okay so <laughs> uh, i I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. it was great. And I'm really glad it got better because I was genuinely worried when I got to episode four. I was like, please yeah, be good. Because yeah. I told Forrest about two years that it is good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really happy. I'm really glad we got to do it. And we know what? This train doesn't stop. We've got to move on. But we've got a little detour because my friends, my dear friends, uh, we are going to be talking about news that has been released over the last month through MCU and DC. It is our monthly news roundup episode next monthly week. Monthly news. Oh, yes. So also, monthly news roundup. Also, 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 we haven't done this. We haven't revealed what we're cosplaying as. Oh, shit. No, we haven't. We so I think haven't. next next week mate let's let's do this let's reveal it let's talk about it let's reveal to our dear listeners and recap everything that was suggested yeah Beautiful. let's do it then let's, next week let's do that so you've got a cosplay monthly roundup uh you'll also have a, a gaming uh the premiere of our gaming episode um uh hopefully we'll have the internet for it and we'll manage to I, make I it so work too. so well, uh, <laughs> We'll make it work. We'll figure out what's going on and we'll sort it out. We we'll will. We will. We will. Right. We've got also really lots of things planned in the in the in the near future in terms of other shows that we're going to be on. We've got some collaborations coming forward. Uh, we've mm. got some guests coming on as well. Um, loads of things happening. Keep it engaged on our Instagram. That's where we're mostly, you know, engaged as well. So just make sure you're following us there. Uh, we're on Facebook as well and Twitter. And you can email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com if you want, because Forrest is still waiting for that email. Please send us an email. Get in touch. Also, uh, buy your tickets yeah. for MCM Comic Con so you can come see us. Lovely. Lovely stuff. Uh, and before Matt is, is sick or cries or has to look after a child or eats his wife's cooking, let's go. <laughs> Uh, nice. do, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you we'll see you later <laughs> take care dear listen take care Forrest my friend I love you bye bye <laughs> ta-ra
Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.